there. How are you? Oh, just feeling healthy. <laughs> and I was going to say healthy, wealthy, and wise, but maybe healthy meh in the financials. So. Right. Middle class. Middle class. Yeah. Welcome to the show. It's episode 403. We are in the Meister Butler bunker. Yes. <laughs> Safe and happy as, uh, as mm-hmm. we speak. I have, I have, I have disinfected. I, I went through the disinfection, <laughs> uh, uh, chamber, if you will, the, the <laughs> corridor where I had to, you know, well, yeah, I run a tight ship around She here. does get my fever checked. Yeah. Yep, we're, run, really we're running a 98.1 over here. Feeling good? <laughs> They're going to think you're joking, but that no, is a true it's story. it's true. Lysol wipes? Um, I, with the rate of how things change, mm-hmm. this will all be irrelevant whenever this episode comes I'm out because sure. it's going to be like a few days from now. But uh, I figured we ought to just focus on, for now, like fun stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we'll talk about all the craziness in the world another time. Um, I love fun stuff. I know. Stuff and things. <laughs> That's like love. my favorite restaurant growing up. Eggs and things. Oh. Yes, for real. What were the things? Bacon? Uh, well, they were the things they were famous for were crepes. Oh. And it was one of those restaurants where just by being there, you get a crepe. So, like, you get, you arrive, and they give you your water, and you order a meal, and then, like, they give you an appetizer. Of it's a, like a bread a basket, but crepes. Yes, a crepe with, with, like, a berry compote. They buried the lead in the title of this it should restaurant. Be like crepes and things. Yes. This is a really, really good point. <laughs> Where is their marketing person? That, Jesus, is, you know they didn't even need one because the line was always out the door. Because it was so yummy. And maybe it's like the, the mm, things were secret, and they were like, don't oh, mm-hmm. they didn't want word to get out. Didn't want word. Are my, they still open? Uh, yes, they are. They have two. Lo- they they open another location. This is oh in Ventura God, County. That's I had my fifteenth birthday there, and they still call it eggs and things. They sure do. <laughs> I love yeah, that. I, for I think it was my fifteenth, some birthday. I had a kidnapped breakfast. Maybe it was a little bit younger than that, like the thirteen. Hell is that, it's Sarah? real cute. It's where you. No, it must have been younger than that. It's where like the parents like all know what's going on, and then um, so my like my mom had. I think it was like my best friend. She at the time maybe like Kara or Jenny, one of those gals. Shout out to either of you if you listen to this. <laughs> they probably out. don't, but if they did, hey guys. Um, uh, maybe they do. I don't know their lives. Uh, actually I do. I follow my Instagram, whatever. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So she came over to my house first and like, it was all surprise and woke me up and we're like, it was like, Hey, we're going out to breakfast and guess what? We're going to wake every other, like we're going house to house and we're going to wake up our other friends no. and like load them into the van. So it was like a kidnap breakfast where like you come in your pajamas and like the parents knew that what was going on. So we'd like knock on the door and we'd sneak into their room. Was and- this a rice household original idea or was this something that went on out here? I think it might've been something that went on. I love it. It's That's a cute, great right? idea. And then, like, you sneak into their room, and, like, instead of getting woken up by your parents in the morning, you're woken up by, like, all your best friends, and you're like, kidnap breakfast! And then they just grab their stuff, and we go to the next house, and we did it to, like, maybe six of my friends, or and then we all went and had breakfast together, and then went to school. That is so fun. Isn't that cute? Yes. Or maybe it was a weekend, probably a weekend, but... Right. That's adorable. Yeah. So that I still remember that. It's one of my favorite. I remember waking up Paige. Yeah, that's very memorable. Paige. Yeah. Shout out to Paige and Lindsay. Yep, shout out. <laughs> but, I mean, a lot of you people are probably staying home. I know that. And uh, you want to be clean. And I think you should add to that list your face. Yes. Clean it. I think people don't realize how dirty their face is. Well, what, we touch them constantly. I know. You're doing it right now. Even, I know. Even as we yes. sat here recording, I thought, well, I yeah. good thing I'm washing like yes. a crazy person. Um, 
but I had never used mm-hmm. any kind of facial brush. Mm-hmm. I kept seeing them on mm-hmm. Instagram and stuff It'll like that. It'll change your world. Tell me why. So this is the best way I think about it. You know when you come out of the, like, I think about it like a car. You know when you, like, your car sits outside for a while and it has that film on it? Yeah. Even if you go through the, the, the like, you wouldn't want to put, like, start waxing your car or putting all, like, the nice stuff on it before it's, like, really deep cleaned. Yeah. And we don't really realize how dirty it is. So I feel like it does the same thing. It's, like, putting our face through, like, a car wash that gets all of the dirt off so that we can then get the most out of the beauty products. Mm -hmm. Because if you were to just slap all the stuff that we use, like, right on top of a dirty skin, your pores aren't clean, so it can't even get in there. Well, and that's what's great about the Tao Clean um, Facial Brush because they have, there's so many that you could choose from, but they, and they all make the same claims, but most of them lack, uh, well, they cost a fortune for starters. I used to have one. It's, it was so expensive. Yeah. It's a joke. I'm not like, doing that. People who know who are in the beauty industry and 10 years ago, what brush I'm talking about, come on, <laughs> just changing the brush heads alone. And they also collect unwanted bacteria, which, as you know, in this bunker, Mm-mm. no, <laughs> um, which it goes back onto your face once you cleanse it again. So right. forget that. It's like using the dirty rag, cleaning the car. Yes. This is the only award-winning facial brush with a UVC brush head dryer and charger all in one. So it kills 99.9% of bacteria. Oh. Hell yeah. I love it. It's the cleanest. I didn't know it killed all the bacteria. See, what you just like the way it I just l- like how it feels. Works. <laughs> it's the cleanest, most effective facial br- brush you'll find, and it's getting a ton of buzz lately. Anyway, Tao Clean is offering our listeners a deal. It's 62% off the oh. Tao Clean Orbital Face Facial Brush. Normally, it retails for $149, so it's this deal... You won't want to miss exclusively for our listeners only. This discount also applies towards any product site-wise, 62% off. Just go to TaoClean.com today and enter code BRAINCANDY. Take advantage of the incredible savings. That's T-A-O, you know, like Tao, Clean, C-L-E-A-N.com and enter code BRAINCANDY to get 62% off the facial brush and site-wide. All right. Well, uh, okay, so... I, first of all, want to thank the Brainiacs because they are killing it with sending me great links. I love that. Right? Yes. When they have like recommendations on documentaries or articles, it's always a winner. Oh my gosh. See, it's funny. Like they know that my, I'm, I (laughs) don't pop like on online sometimes a lot and then sometimes not. So they don't send me anything like Mm -hmm. that. Sometimes they send it to me and tell me to tell you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Tell me all those One things. of our Brainiacs sent me a link to a short documentary, about 30 minutes, called Child of Rage. Oh. Have you heard of this? Oh, is this the girl who has schizophrenia? Kind of. Okay, tell me of it. Tell, You're on tell the right track. Tell me she about was this. six and a half, and she had been, um, this little girl had been abused. Uh, her mom died when she was one, oh. and then her dad sexually uh Oh, what was that? I meant to put my phone on silent and instead I pinged it. I'm telling you, they should not put those right next to each other. Yeah, you've I always think you always complained can rearrange about that. It. You probably can. Oh, edit right there. Hmm. There you go. So her mom died when she was one and then her dad raped her and sexually oh, that's abused lovely. her at that age as well. Oh. And so she... <gasps> yeah. I mean, it's inconceivable, you know? And she had that thing where you know when you have severe trauma and neglect 
where your you, attachment, severe attachment injury. That's what so she has. Yes, yes. She doesn't know how to love or feel love. Anxious and insecure attachment. And she's also violent and wants to kill her brother. And she was adopted oh, God. with her brother. But then, like, it was one of those things where they have to lock her in a room to oh, go to bed. God. All that stuff. So these, this documentary. This is just so sad. It's beyond. What happened to you saying happy things? Well, I, 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 I say it's yes. happy in the sense that she is now fine. <gasps> this is great. They don't show it in the documentary because the documentary is from like 1991. But I've, I think I've seen She's this. a nurse now and oh, she's fully recovered. Great. Well, and the fact that she's a nurse, mm-hmm. that's the perfect job for her. Yeah. You can imagine why. Yeah. She's great at handling crises and trauma. And mm-hmm. she is used to, it's one of those things like they say, well, not they say, it, I've just heard this expression, like if you're born in the fire, you're used to the flames. Yeah. She is, she can be calm. The same reason why I can sit in a couple session and have the couples be, you know, arguing and, and really tense. And I can sit there like cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, yeah, okay. I'm used to this. Yeah. It's comfortable. She's totally used to it. It probably feels better for her to be in that environment. Mm-hmm. I bet she's like an ER nurse. I was surprised though. Cause I, when, if you watch the 30 minute film, it's just her being interviewed by her therapist and you're hearing oh, wow. like what she seems so bright and clever and, um, adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's saying like, what, what would you want to do to your brother? You know? And then you hear her oh, say yes. these terrible things. I feel like did Oprah do something on this? Maybe. Maybe. And she's had other types like okay. that. It might, I feel like somewhere I've heard this, but you probably it's have. so interesting. I yeah. And I wonder and though, Oh, so here's the crazy second part, which is that she, her parents had to give her up to this therapist who, took her in and it was like this intensive situation because it was so urgent. And so for a year she was in this intensive therapy and made the recovery. But later, years later, the same therapist is responsible for, went to jail for the murder of one of her other patients because she did that weird (gasps) rebirth thing. Yes. Oh my God. That's so not okay. I cannot believe that I, that happens. I, oh my god! So oh rebirthing is this god. controversial therapy approach. It can't well, even be called that. It isn't because I'll tell you what I, we never learned in school that. Yeah, I so mean, so that's like not a thing. You know when you go to like a fucking Doctor Bombay voodoo whoever, and they're like, "I have a new way," and then they're like, "We're gonna put six hundred pounds of people on top of you and and a blanket over you, and then you have to try to get out." That's and so some a 10-year-old oh girl died. Oh, my God. And so now... What in a therapist's mind would make them think that that was... They claim, this bozo claims that during the time that you're in this faux womb, yeah. you let out all your rage and aggression. No. And then you come out reborn. No. It's ridiculous. No. And... Um, so that therapist ended up going to jail for seven years. Thank God for the death of that poor child. Um, but anyway. This is weird. It is because how can you have such great results with right. this one? I think that that kind of, it's kind of like, and this is a very, I don't know. I don't mean to, to like simplify it like this. But, you know, when they say like people who just won a hand in poker you should fold the next like five because the confidence from that last win, like winning the yeah. pot makes you think that you're more confident in the next one that you need to kind of like check yourself because it's that 
So you think she became emboldened by her success? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I just... Good gravy. It is so disturbing. But it is fascinating to watch the child being interviewed and to see someone who appears so normal and fun and cute and sweet and all those good things and then who had this mental problem. But it really is a good lesson in, in resiliency. Yes, and hopeful. And really I, I didn't. How this is what I wanted to ask you, as somebody who works in that field. How do you believe one can recover if those connections are never made mm-hmm. early on? Mm-hmm. How is it that they could be generated eventually? That you can you can te- not teach that to somebody, but you can through a, a what do they call it? Like you can form new attachments through really healthy and safe relationships. Mm -hmm. So if you see enough of that. So it's possible. Yeah. And I think something like EMDR, that eye movement rapid desensitization that goes back and allows you to reprocess like childhood trauma Mm -hmm. would really help with that. Yeah. And because that's exactly like what that's designed for so that you, and, but you have to be able to like have healthy relationships that kind of teach you how to reform those Mm -hmm. and people have to like respond in the right way. And yeah, they have to have like a lot of resiliency factors. Right. Well, I'm just really pleased that she made a recovery. Um, But, whoo, is that interesting to watch, especially when it's such a young child Mm -hmm. who's endured all that. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. But... That leads me to the thing another Brainiac sent me, which was I had already seen, but it reminded me to talk to you about. Did you see the video of Julianne? Is her name Huff or yeah, how? Yeah. How? Um, you know, getting that therapy treatment from that guy. Nope. What? <laughs> oh was... no! I love therapy with air quotes. <laughs> what is this? I don't even know what you'd call it, but basically, she was laying uh, tummy down on that table on a table, and he was like not even really touching her, but he was like. Moving the energy oh, around. Oh, my mom her. does that. Reiki. Okay, maybe like that's that? what it was. And she was like arching her back. Yeah. It was a, as if she were being exercised. Yeah. Um, and the demons were wow. escaping. And um, I wanted to know your thoughts on yeah, that. Would you that like to so see it before you comment? Yes, okay, yes, let's, let's pause. Okay. <laughs> that was uh, different what than what I thought it was going to be for some reason. I have not seen anything like that. <laughs> How so, would you describe it? It was, okay, you know, <laughs> have you ever been to a show in Vegas where somebody gets hypnotized? Yeah. And you, you know how, you know, there is that power of suggestion plus the audience watching mm-hmm. where the people who are pulled from the audience, may they may be experiencing elements of like hypnosis, but a lot of it is, is like... <sighs> <laughs> Like, like they it, want to believe real bad. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's like it it when you feel like you're supposed to react in a certain way, you're, the likelihood of you reacting like that is like higher. Like you feel like this is what you're supposed to do. And I know I say this and know this as somebody who has been pulled up on stage and done this, where I was very, I was in control, but I kind of wasn't. I was open more to the power of suggestion. And we've talked about this before. How I'm like somebody who's really, you really susceptible are. to hypnosis. And can like meditate really easy. I can kind of like do that, and and I feel like actors may have that same thing where they can get into another role. Yeah. And so she has this kind of openness, 
and almost it almost feels like you're acting in a way of how he, the guy who's administering it, mm-hmm. wants more than it almost is, feels like when someone operates a Ouija board, yeah, and they think Correct. that it's involuntary, right? But it's like that, yeah. But at the same time, I have done a Reiki session mm. where somebody was doing like quote unquote an energy work like around my head, and I, my head was laying down, like I was resting my head down, and I remember this feeling that was so bizarre because I was like, mm, is it, what is what's happening here? Like, is this going to work? And they had their their hands around my head, and then when they moved their hands away, they weren't touching me at all, and my eyes were closed, and I like knew that their hands were around my head. And then when they moved their hands away, the feeling felt like somebody was holding my head and then dropped it. Huh. And I was like, oh, my God, did you just drop? And I said that out loud. I was like, did you just drop my Like, what just happened? And she's like, no, I didn't touch you. And I was like, what That's freaky. was that? And that was the only little moment of that that I got where I was like, this, I really 100%, like I asked her, I was like, did you just drop, what just happened there? Because it was such a strong feeling. Yeah. And so I wonder if like that is like an exaggerated version mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, making, I think she for real mm-hmm, believes it's mm-hmm. real. And what do I know? Maybe it is. Sure looks yeah. weird though. And I do know that, and that, that, there is block, like the body does keep the score. We know that it holds on to those blockages and energy. Um, also, when I go and I've gotten like chiropractic work done, when they crack my neck, I often cry. No, sad. and like it's like all of a sudden I'll just start crying, You're and so I'm like I'm so funny. sorry. And the the every single I've gone to three different chiropractors where that's happened, and everyone has said, "Oh, that's totally normal. It happens all the time." Why? And they've even said I've had one of them say, "Do you have a history of sexual abuse?" And I said, yes. And they said that often happens with women who have a history of sexual Why, abuse. Why, Sarah? And then you think, this, it, like, these are things we don't know, but like, this is my experience in the chiropractor. Then I've had people who have said, like, you know, like the, the chakras and the different, like, you know, in your body, that the throat chakra is linked to not being able to speak your truth and that you'll hold tension in your neck and in your mm. throat. And when oh, I talk to people who are sexual abuse victims and I say, where do you feel it? They'll always say, I feel a lump in my throat. Okay. It's either, yeah, so it's pretty, like, like you have, you, especially with childhood stuff, like you weren't able wow. to speak your truth. And it's very, it, it's, there are a lot of things that, you know, like, especially going through the, the program I went through, which is like, you know, so like heavily researched and evidence-based I did all that. We did all the tests, did all my advancements, blah, blah, blah. They're like, yes, you know all the info. And then I get into supervision with people who, like I had uh, one professor who was like Mormon. He's not like in hippity-dippity, like this isn't like, you know, long flowy, what do you call it? Chico's Chico's, therapist collection. Melissa Etheridge collection or whatever, (laughs) not Melissa Etheridge. What's her name? Stevie Nicks collection. Yes. Yes. So it's not that. I guess Melissa Etheridge would work too. Yeah, Um, right. uh, So... They all talk about a lot of this stuff like after, like once you're in supervision, they're like, well, you know, we can't explain the serendipity. We can't explain like, but it's a real thing. And then when I was having, when I first started uh, working with clients, I would often like leave and almost have some of their symptoms. Like if I had a client who had insomnia, I wouldn't be able to sleep that night. If I had a client who had like food cravings for like hamburgers, I would drive home and all I could think about was a hamburger. Mm. So I was telling my professor this and she was like, 
you got to get some crystals. And I was like, what? Come you on. Just say? And I can see that like, and I, so I did like a little, and it was what? just annoying because my mom was like, you got to get a hemite necklace and absorb the energy. So I don't know if it's that when I have that, I feel like there is, I've, I've created in my mind, like a mental like space, you know, I, the same, I had another supervisor who said, you know, visualize a bucket where like the information goes into a bucket next to you. And when you're done with the session, you can dump the bucket out. So it like doesn't go into you. What do you think of that stuff? And I'm like, whatever you need to say in your mind, like whatever works for you, works works for you. you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it doesn't like, what ifs, what do you, whatever you want to be like, the mind is very strong. My, my wish though, for the hippity dippities Mm -hmm. is because a lot of times I think they make great points and have really valid um efforts but stop talking weird like (laughs) call it normal stuff like they start talking in this different jargon that then discredits it in a way right and that's how it is with my mom like whenever she starts talking about jesus it becomes this weird language where it's like just say it normal lady (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah when i translate things from my mom to like i'm like mortal she's she's saying all the stuff that my supervisor said when i noticed that with religion too that we're usually all talking about the same thing we just have different language for it amen i wish people would tone it down with any sort of specialized language yep but be that as it may, um, her v- video kind of went viral, and I just was yeah, curious. Yeah, it's interesting, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, whatever works for that lady. Um, okay. So... I also... I have to say one more thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it when they prescribe it as like a cure, because like what works for one is kind of like the diet thing, kind of like veganism, kind of like veg- all that stuff. It Yes. Is it great for you? Wonderful. But you can't... What works for one doesn't work for another, and you can't go around saying... This is the answer for you because no, this is the answer for me. Mm-hmm. And you can give somebody that information and then they can do with it what they want. But if you don't fundamentally like, if you're not even open to the, oh, excuse me, I had a little burp. Oh, that's all right. If Let you're not open to those things, they're not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, eh, no, it doesn't work. Well, what works for everyone is clean cult, cleaning products. I am obsessed I hate when influencers say they're obsessed with something because they say that about yeah. every friggin' thing, but I actually am. I have a funny story about this. What? So I, we got our cleaning products. They're so fantastic. They look beautiful. So that's w- one part of it. <laughs> okay. But then, so I come home and the, uh, you know, we just moved into a new place and we got our cleaning products and like, you know, Ren had cleaned the kitchen and I saw there was like still a little bit of a film on there. And I was like, oh, you know, I think maybe um, like you know, we didn't get everything off. And so I, I watched him then spray the next time and noticed that he was using like the amount that you'd normally use for like any other cleaning product, yeah. which is like four sprays on uh-huh, the counter. Uh-huh. And I was like, guess what? <laughs> Good news. Good news. <laughs> this is a one spray for each side of the counter product. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, oh my gosh, this is really good stuff. It's so it's good. so concentrated that you need so much less. Yeah. And he was like, the counters are sparkling clip. I just use too much. Yeah. Like, you need so little to mm-hmm. get the job done. And I love that because that makes me feel like I'm not wasting product. It makes me feel like they're not like, yeah, you know, and you're not over hurting the earth as much, right. you know, like fewer products. Yeah. Stuff so fast. And then they send refills, um, in these biodegradable, um, like milk cartons, milk cartons. Yeah. yeah. And those are great cause you can compost them or, um, recycle them or whatever. Um, and, I love the scent. I have the soaps that are lemongrass smell, oh, and yeah. I love it. 
I think it's... I got a lavender one. Sometimes when it's lemon, it's like... Fake lemon. Yeah, chemical lemon. It's not good. This is fresh. It smells like true lemongrass. Um, They're coconut-based formulas, so they don't have all the scary, toxic stuff in there. Um, Sarah's BF used to work for a a competitor company that's like super toxic. Yes. He was like, thank Christ for clean coal. Yes. Oh my gosh, for real. Yeah, we've... we've Give it a try. You guys will love it. They have everything they have. I mean, every cleaning product you can imagine. I love those dryer balls I told you guys last time. I put little drops of uh, lavender oil on them and then throw them in with our bed sheets. Oh, that's smart. And it makes the bed sheets soft and smell like lavender. That's a great tip. Yeah. Oh my God, I love crap like that. (laughs) Get started with Clean Call right now. Go to cleancall.com slash brain candy for 25% off your first kit, but only until May 30th. Get 25% off now through May 30th at cleancult.com slash brain candy, cleancult.com slash brain candy. I know you people need to clean right now. Uh, right. I was just going to say, for Christ's sake, they're sold out of everything. Don't worry about getting the <laughs> right, you know right. freaking bajillion dollar thing on Amazon. Get this. I read um, an article in the New York Times that I know that you will, well, I think you will be passionate about. And the title was something like, what's happened to all the collage DIY collages. You know how like oh, when yeah. you're a teenager or whatever I love those. in your bedroom, you would... I still make them. I, I call knew them vision that, boards. See, this is... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we still we make just them. call them something else. That's <laughs> still my favorite thing to do. It's essentially the same thing. Yeah. So evidently, because, you know, print is on the decline, yeah. people really don't have as many opportunities to sort of collect images and things and quotes from magazines and display them on their walls. So c- influencers and companies have created basically like kits where you can no. choose a theme no. so i know no yes. this is like halloween costumes in a box i hate this <laughs> i hate controlled play i'm i'm so passionate about being anti this i am too i mean there isn't even a i i there's i can't she's even, outraged the, <sighs> i know you want a theme Pick a magazine. <laughs> There's your theme. You want a theme. The theme for me is what do you love, Susie right. or whoever? Find what you love but, and post uh, it. Mm, so we're ma- come on. Here's the thing: these pl- people are making these kits, and like, let's say it's the beach theme or whatever. So it's like beach <laughs> beach photos and um, quotes, and then it's supposed to look like you made it. The, this but, is like scrapbooking, but like. We've like dumbed it down or something. Yeah, like pre-made. Yeah, I hate this. Yeah, and you know they want it to look pretty for Instagram, and I hate that too. Uh-huh. They're to not be, supposed to be like not the pretty. Purpose. It's supposed to be inspiring, right? And you're t- you're. It's not for everyone else. It's supposed to be for you, which yeah. is why the the vision board. That was so fun to do when I was younger. Remember, like those those binders that had the clear sleeve, and oh, you yeah. put the sleeve in. That was my favorite part. Second only to- I still do that. Yeah. Okay, good. I have, remember I got it out one time on the Bill Dixon episode. I had, I got out that giant binder with this clear sleeves and I was finding an article that from the Atlantic that was like the science of what's funny. Oh and you're like, who has a <laughs> binder? But I wish people were still doing no, it. No, they should. They definitely should. Why don't we? Well, um, the article was saying that like, because of Instagram- and the homogeny of probably everyone you follow has a similar yeah. look. Yeah. 
because it's what you're drawn to. So then we all end up looking the same and dressing the same and being the same. And we think that if our wall isn't that like millennial pink or whatever, then it's not beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that I get why it happens. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not saying like you're an asshole if you do it. I'm just saying like whatever you would have picked would have been just as great. Absolutely. I want to encourage people. Well, because the, (laughs) and this is, this is even something that like therapeutically I've done with clients because the opportunity to look through and, and I try to make sure that there's a, like, especially working with teenagers, I think it's really good. Like to make sure they have all the options, you know, like going through the magazine and, you know, I was talking to my mom about making vision boards and that kind of thing. She's like, well, you can just print the, like, like Google what you want and print the pictures out. Mm. I said, well, but you're going in with your idea already, not with an open blank slate and like looking for what kind of calls to you. Mm-hmm. When you go through a magazine, it's putting your mind in a different place. I agree. Where you're like searching. What, what do I like? Mm-hmm. What do I connect with? What do I need? Yeah. And when you ask yourself that, the answer presents itself because that's like the beauty of how the mind works. Mm-hmm. And so you'll, you'll, your attention will be drawn to something that you need in that moment. And if it's if somebody's already prescribed like giving you that then it's taking away the uh, uh mindfulness and the yeah. the stuff that's really beneficial looking at the pictures afterwards is only like only helps us i don't know when there's been a intention that's been set about like what those things mean and and you know, of course, you can like look at a sticker that says something nice on your, yeah. you know, mirror every day or whatever. It's not the same. It's not the same Mm-mm. as if you had all these different words to pick from and you pick the one that. Yes. Yeah. Like even when I'm talking to clients about like how do you feel and tell them like get, give me a feeling, I'll give them a sheet that has a ton of different words on that because sometimes they don't even have in their mind the whole list of possible feelings. Mm-hmm. You know. They don't think about oh apathetic or uh, you know yeah that's a good idea so they need they you need a ton of options to yeah. then be able to narrow in on what it is that you yep like. see telling so, you people you are right I am passionate yeah about that. they're they oh I could go on and on and on I think this is one of those times where our our opinions overlap yes absolutely <laughs> it's the same as kids like with the toys where this is the this is what it is. I don't like when they tell them this is what it is. Yeah. I like when it's free form open-ended. play. Open-ended yeah. play. Uh-huh. Yes. That is the best. I know. Well, because we pulled Lincoln out of school because, um, you know, the the virus. Mm-hmm. And within an hour, he was bored. <laughs> and I said, well, guess what? You're going to be real bored for the next couple months unless you start getting real creative about what you're going to fill your day with. But I think it's good for him because a lot of kids don't really do that anymore. It's very good for him. Yeah. My so. mom used to push us with that too. We, whenever she said we were bored, she said, that's, imp- that's impossible. And she'd pull out some like quote from like Nietzsche or something like that that was saying like, only people who are boring, boring are, bored. are bored. I yes. feel that way too. And so when I, she told me that, I was like, I am not boring. No, and right. I, like, I am going to go create. So she would always be, she would always send me to the bookshelf and she'd be like, go find a book and go. Yeah. You know, and then I got in trouble for like cutting pictures out of books <laughs> to make collages. <laughs> so there you go, full circle. Yeah, I I agree. And you know, it's sort of like eh, he'll learn. 
Um, another thing you're probably going to want to have if you are staying inside more is really soft, lovely sheets. Love them. I just got um, a new duvet cover from Ooh, Brooke Linen. What one did you get? It was the white luxe duvet cover. And it is beautiful. You're sleeping on a white duvet cover. I am. There's nothing sexier or better. <laughs> How do you feel, Susie? Monster? I mean, it really feels like luxury. Yes, it does. Isn't it amazing? And if you're gonna be home more, especially, yep. get cozy. Oh, have to. We spend so much time in bed. Mm-hmm. And on on the package, it said something like, it, like something to the effect of, "The more you wash it, the softer it'll be." This is true. And they are correct. Yep. That is what happens. My linen sheets. So, I thought about getting the linen, but I didn't because I felt like it has that textury look, and I wanted a smoother. You like look. the smooth look, yeah. Yes, the, the luxe one is nice for that. Yeah. yeah, and I like the little more like textured look. That's like, but it's not. It doesn't feel. It feels so soft. Mm-hmm. And I'm a sweaty person at night, so I need the linen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah breathable. Super. You guys will love Brooklinen because they are these luxury bedding items, but they cut out the middleman, so they're more affordable, and you can mix and match the colors. They have loungewear, too, and towels and stuff like that. Tons of five-star rate reviews, and um, they just have all the bathroom and bedroom essentials that you need. Brooklinen.com is a perfect place to start making small changes that make big differences. Brooklinen is so confident in their products that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels... Come with a lifetime warranty. Go on, make yourself comfortable. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code BRAIN at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code BRAIN. And hey, New Yorkers, if you're listening, you can get the Internet's favorite sheets and more in real life. Visit Brooklinen's first store in Brooklyn at, at 127 Kent Avenue in Williamsburg. I wonder if that was near your Brooklyn real world. Williamsburg, close enough. Brooklinen, uh... Everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Ah, uh, that is that's like your motto. <laughs> I know. It really is. Yeah. I I'm very passionate about living a comfortable life. Yeah. Uh another article from a Brainiac. Thank you to everyone, by the way, again for sending them, was uh, also in the New York Times and it was about the problem of having a shortage of forensic pathologists and oh. coroners. Oh. And the, yeah. I never knew about that. I never knew that we had a shortage problem. Um, part of it is either. from, you know, the opioid epidemic, of course, because there's so many more dead bodies. Oh, So that's disturbing. God. And then the other problem, which I had... How many no, are we talking? The, oh. I mean, it isn't good. The Basically, in the article, it was like bodies are piling stop. up. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and they're having to buy, like... Those modular, you know, sort of like mobile homes for behind to keep the bodies. And it's terrible because I didn't know that forensic pathologists or whatever the correct word is, they basically have to be doctors, Mm -hmm. but also be trained in criminology and like how, you know, the crime aspect of it. But they make far less than a doctor. So how bullshit is that? No wonder no one wants to do it. That's bullshit. And they were saying in the article that the reason that one of the reasons why they're paid less is because we stigmatize anyone that deals with death. Get out. Yeah. I was going to think say it was because they don't prescribe anything. Oh, so there's maybe no money with the the right from the insurance from companies, insurance companies mm-hmm. and from the you know pharmaceutical companies. <clears throat> it's a damn shame 
Man, because that's what an important, important job. job, right? And we need these people, and they're doing really great work. And and that was another thing. So it was talking about how, thanks to their diligence, we have we learned about the opioid epidemic early on because they were like, "This is happening." We also um, were able to show one person died from measles, but they had no outward symptoms of measles that yeah. are typical. Yeah. And thankfully through the oh, autopsy yes. they realized and then realized there was an entire cluster oh my of people who weren't vaccinated. And yeah. so they found out that there was a vaccine problem. So that's helpful. Um, they also help us identify food safety issues. You know, if there's a bunch of people that are dying from poisoning. This is very important. Right. And it's like, I don't know what the answer is. That's always the bummer about articles like this, where they're just sort of planting the seed of here's the problem. And then the next stage is figuring out how to handle it. Ooh, what? Ooh, do you think we need a better relationship with death? What? I mean, how do you change We certainly do. And we also need, you know, to incentivize people to go to school for it. Yeah. Maybe they could, maybe they, like I say, like they're just going to listen to the show and then take my advice. You never know, right? Sarah. But you know how they give um, uh, student loan forgiveness for working in public health and stuff like that? Yeah, or even like if you join the Peace Corps yeah, sometimes. Yeah, they should just be like five years of working with dead bodies, all of it gone. They did say, you know, that's one of the things they're considering is like forgiveness of student loans. Because when you leave medical school, you have Please. a ton, but you're not worried because yeah. you're going to make a ton. Yeah. Well... Oh, gosh. Yeah, right? I'm real mad about it. Um, and they, one other thing that they were able to sort of figure out is that, you know how we know now that domestic violence is a huge predictor of other kinds of violence, Tons, yeah, homis- yeah, homicide yeah, and yeah. even mass shootings. Um, they were able to determine that and found that non-fatal strangulation, so if one were to strangle their partner, and, but then she like. lives... Um, that that is often a predating a homicide. Yeah. And so then you can oh make God. changes systemically. Because they probably saw the people who were dead also had... Oh, my God. It's so, I'm, I'm just fascinated by it. Um, and also how weird we are about death. Yeah. After I don't know if you guys know book, this, but it's coming for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> that book, uh, uh, Confessions of a... Funeral director. Funeral director. One of my favorite one books. One of mine too. And I took that book and passed it along to my crisis um, management professor. And she told me it was one of her favorite yeah. books. And she was so grateful that I gave it to her. Yeah. Confessions of a Funeral Director was by Caleb Wilde. And he tries to... He tells what it's like to be in his line of work, but he also encourages death positivity. Yeah. And uh, honoring... Mm-hmm people rather than what we do, which right. is pretend it's not happening, right. get it over with as soon as possible. Yeah. And he uses like really good real stories and obviously, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's a great book to recommend. Yeah. And it's a quick read. So, um, by the way, you should join our book club if you're not in it because yeah. the books are great. That was one of our book club picks. Mm-hmm. The one for this month is, um, she said about the Harvey Weinstein investigation. Is it so good? It's fantastic. I'm going to read it. Oh, my God. Because I think this will be the month I read all of them. Oh, I hope. Yeah. Well, yeah, you'd probably be home more. Because I'm done with my other one, so it's so fascinating. I am so glad because, wow, that book was outstanding. Just reading what these two New York Times journalists did to take him down. Wow. And 
it reads, I don't want to um, be glib about it because it's so serious, but it read like a thriller. Oh. Because you're like, what is going to happen? Oh my What's God, he going to do? To watch oh, it. it's so good. Anyway, Ooh, you should join yeah, our book club. I'm so glad he got sentenced to so many years. I know. And that's the other thing because like, remember when we read, there. You can't get out. we read the Golden State Killer one, yeah. I'll Be Gone in the Dark or whatever. Yeah. And then that month he was caught, and now this feels like we're reading the Harvey right. Weinstein story, and then he gets sentenced. It's great. 23 years. He yeah. had a heart attack yesterday. Oh, well. Uh-oh. Oopsies. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay, what is I want to talk about next? Um, uh, 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 um, oh, there was, what would you do if this happened to you? It was one of those silly articles where yeah. someone came across, like, pillowcases on the road yeah. But they were full, like properly full, like it looked like a pillow was in it. And then it started moving. Uh, what would you do if that were you? Would you look in the bag? Or would you like call somebody ooh. or what? Or just keep walking? <laughs> like, no, I would probably first listen for some sounds. Okay. What I, if you didn't really hear anything? I mean, I would, I would use my d- deductive reasoning. <laughs> I mean, if, if, we're, if it's moving like a snake, fuck that, I'm out of there. It's a bag of snakes, Sarah. Is it a bag of snakes? It's a ba- Stop it! I guessed! Stop. I like, can't even put my feet on the floor right now because it freaks me out so much. I feel like they're in this house. I know they're not I feel because like in this house. <laughs> they would have to go through the contamination, decontamination zone Huge as well. Huge bag Dude, of fuck snakes. That shit, I'm out. I, see how I said if it moves like a snake, I'm out of there? Yeah. Because that, that is the one thing I was worried it would be. Snakes. Why'd it have to be snakes? 13 snakes. Stop it! And, and the most unlucky number? Go figure! Stop it. What is wrong with whoever was keeping 13 snakes captive? Captive. Well, they didn't I know, just sneak everything in there. you say is hilarious, that's all. They were yeah. like, hey, this will find cozy. a cozy pillowcase. <laughs> No, because pillows, pillowcases are exactly what you put snakes in when they're, like, wrangling them. Yeah. In all those, like, videos where crazy people are yes. draining venom out of snakes for <laughs> Lord knows what. Like, they're always, like, throwing them in pillowcases with those little fork things they use. Yeah. Like, the long skewers. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm doing a terrible job explaining it, but I feel like anybody who's seen this knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I am. Um, on my first season of Railroad Rules, we I'm had to out. deal with the giant, like, 25 foot ones for some reason i'm better with that well right me too i i agree there were small ones and the big one was more manageable because yes. it's like not a real right it seemed I, not I real feel like i can be like okay i'll just move away from that thing yeah and the little ones like they seem faster that's they what seem... we had to use is that thing you just described that's like <laughs> the skewer <laughs> the snake skewer kebabs or whatever jesus christ i hate snakes i used to have a reoccurring nightmare where i was on my it was when i was little and i had a bunk bed that had no bottom bunk i just had a top bed and i would have nightmares where my entire floor was covered in snakes and they would start winding their way up the to my bunk bed i'm gonna have a nightmare about that tonight god damn it <laughs> do you think that i mean if we were to be freudian do you think it had to do with sexual abuse oh i never even thought about that or is Maybe it just that they're fucking trapped disgusting. in my own bed something like that mm-hmm. feeling like the monsters are coming into my bedroom and well, I can't you, you know the snake is penis n- i know yeah. i can totally see that yeah yeah wow i didn't even think about that but thanks dr Possib- Susie. <laughs> well anyway so this person found these snakes in a pillowcase opened the damn bag up saw them in there then instead of running for their life which is what i would do <laughs> like a sane person <laughs> they uh 
called Animal Control and took Who's them. This, Mindy Irwin? I know. <laughs> Bindi. 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 <laughs> Mindy. Well, whatever. That was close. So funny though. Wait, I gotta hold on a minute. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay, they took them in to to get treated, and uh, only one died, even though it was very cold. And so the the person who left them there was being abusive because it's they were likely to die. But uh, I don't know whether to be happy. But they were so happy. Whoever was writing about this, were like, "We did it. We saved." And I'm like, "Are you fucking crazy?" No, I don't know. Our lives are important. I mean, and then they went like, back. What kind of snakes were they? Do we know? I saw pictures. I mean, they were big and brown and creepy. Ooh. Not like guard, garter or whatever right, they call those. Right. The cute green ones. Yeah, it wasn't like that. No. Mm-hmm. And then that person went back, and when they went back to the scene of the snakes, there were there was another pillowcase full of snakes. What is going on? <laughs> the, the, two, two things are happening. This is so funny. One, the person is probably out of pillowcases. <laughs> Two or seven many spares, Brooklyn. In. <laughs> right. They need to use our our coupon code. It's so funny. They need to suck up. And so if you've question. used all your pillowcases right. on snakes, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been the perfect. It segue. really would. I'm Gosh, mad. I'm mad. Should have told the story earlier. Instead, I will segue to talk about how important it is to be accountable and stay on track and reach your goals. And Noom would like to help you do that. Mm. I love this program because they encourage you to choose your goal, whether it's just eating better to feel better or, or having more energy or enjoying exercise, which, you know, that's a Herculean task yeah. to enjoy exercise. It's better when you have a community. It is. They have a community. They have experts that will help encourage you and keep you on track. Um, and it's flexible. It works with your lifestyle and you don't have to commit to some rigorous plan or anything like that. You just pick goals that are right for you and have a community that will help you reach them, which I think is great. Sarah and I were laughing about how, um, remember at the beginning of the year when we were so optimistic about 2020 and now I'm living in a bunker. <laughs> no, there's a bunker. So Noom can help you reach your goals yes. despite the state of affairs. Totally. It's a perfect time to make a step towards healthier habits. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash brain candy. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash brain candy to start your trial today. That's Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash brain candy. All right. So snake talk is over. I'm sure Sarah is pleased. Oh, thank God. A bag of snakes. Snakes. Kind of what a bag of dicks might look like to some people. Who do you think is sending us these packages? We got a bag of dicks, uh, gummy candies. Yes. And then we got a bag of tits. Yeah, because we're the tits. Is that what you think? Yes. They're With saying, no glitter, so they, this person knows us and did yeah, a good job. We're the, the tits. The, Come on out. The first person that sent the, the gummies that were bag of dicks, they also included glitter, which was, that's warfare. Warfare. That you're doing. Right. Um, that is not allowed in the bunker. <laughs> no glitter allowed. No, that could contaminate. You don't know what particles are on there. <laughs> I don't know who's doing it, but I think they're funny. That's yeah. All. We okay. encourage the sending of all gifts to us. Absolutely. Are, please send away. I love yes. it. There's nothing more fun. Oh, my God. And I get notifications like, you have a package. And I'm always like, uh-oh. <laughs> I genuinely get scared. Yeah. Okay. Man, we got a new... This is like a, 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 a... Just what's happening in Sarah's life story. But I moved into an apartment complex that has one of those Amazon hubs. Have you seen these no. things? No. Tell oh me gosh. everything. It's really cool. This is the fucking future, Suze. Okay. Okay. So there's this big... 
it kind of looks like uh, um, the what are the like the mailboxes that you like at the mail. What are they oh, called? PO Those? box. PO box. Uh-huh. Thank you. Like a PO box. So there's this big metal thing in our lobby, and you get a little alert and says your package has arrived at the Amazon hub. Here's your code. You go down to the machine. Yeah. You enter the code. Yeah. And then it says, "Please wait while the door opens." And you, the most fun part is you have no idea which door is going to be because it's, it's like, just like let's well, make a deal. Yeah. And there's one side and another side, so like you don't know which side it's going to be on. It's like super fun to wait for, it. and then you hear a. And the door pops open and you grab your box and then you close the door. And then if you have two, as soon as you close the door, the other door pops open. No. And you pick it up and then there you go. You get your stuff. What? Yeah, it's really fun. And it, why is it specific to Amazon it. though? What if it came from another company? No, it's just an Amazon hub. It's like we, there's so many people living in this complex and it's in – they have them in other places. Like there's an Amazon hub. Um, when I lived in Dana Point, there was one at the Rite Aid or – yeah, like a drugstore that was near where I lived. And it's... Why? I think it's like you can get them faster and it's a central location. It's like Amazon drops up, like we'll load all that and then... And why will it go there instead of your house? Maybe, maybe I'm thinking maybe people who are having things stolen off of their oh. porch. Oh, this is or a solution. It's kind of like a solution to that. Okay. Or if it's... Um, I think maybe there's an option to get it sooner if you get it from a hub versus the delivery. Oh, that's interesting. But it was really fun to do it, do the code, and then it says, you have a package. So when you said that, it reminded me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's like a surprise party, too. You're like, wonder what it is. Yeah. All right. I like that. And they have big ones and little ones, like boxes and little boxes. So it's super fun. Can you take a pic? Yeah. I'll totally videotape (laughs) it next time. Genuinely interested. Looks like I got to order something on Amazon. (laughs) Uh, That won't be hard. Right. I read this great piece in, I'm not sure where, but it was about the last meals of death row oh, uh, yeah. people. And I'm really fascinated by that. Me too. Uh, Why yeah. are you? Uh, that's a good question. Well, that's what this article was talking about is it referenced two scholarly articles um, that were trying to describe why we even care, why we do this ritual because it's an american thing it's not it feels like insight into what's important to them mm-hmm. and like kind of tells a lot about i don't know maybe who they were and who they what what i don't know yeah i feel like you always pick the food that's like the most comfortable people pick weird things though right what would you pick oh last meal carbonara it might be carbonara or it would be like a whole mediterranean feast mm. yeah yeah, because I'd want to like keep eating, and I'd want like a bunch. of... Absolutely. Like I want this to be never ending. This is a bu- fucking buffet. <laughs> what a buffet! You do love a buffet. I, nobody loves a buffet more than me. <laughs> what if you requested that man to yeah, bring in like the whole thing? <laughs> I was thinking that um, we should ask our listeners what would they choose. That's as a great their... question. Yeah, it tells you a lot about people. I feel like a lot of people would answer pizza. Really? Or like the most naughty? What's like the naughtiest? Right. That uh, well, it, I hate calling it naughty because it does, it shouldn't it be yeah, like that. Yeah, it's not sinful. Right. Yeah. It's more like the most gluttonous. Yeah. Which is also sinful. Yeah, but it's <laughs> but it's true. It. So here are some insights into what we've learned, mm. which is that the if you don't have this is fascinating. It's so fun. I love it. So if you don't pick a meal, but you're gonna die, then they have a default steak. One. Steak. I knew it. Steak medium rare. Um, over easy eggs, toast, hash browns, 
and then like some jellies and stuff. Steak and eggs. How give you weird. Breakfast. It's I know. What do they do? Do they do it in the morning? I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, so then there the two biggest ones were one was in Oklahoma and one was in Texas, and they were over seven thousand calories, oh. <laughs> which I would do. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, seventy um, percent asked for fried food. Sixteen huh. percent ordered Coke. The best part, though, is three asked for Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> but in all fairness, I like the taste of Diet Coke better than regular Coke because I think regular Coke tastes like cough syrup. Oh, really? It's like thick and like syrupy, and like it tastes too sugar. Except I mean, the regular sugar one that's like the real thing. That's delicious. Mm-hmm. If there was ever a time, though, to just be just yeah, food coma and like syrupy, it would be fucking... When you're about to be in a real coma. Yes. Right. <laughs> My God. Um, and the, one one of the scholars said they felt like part of what why we're into this as a culture is that we used to, disgustingly, watch lynchings and mm, executions and so there was a sense of connection with it and now there's no there's so much distance that this Ew. is sort of the only Ew, yeah i hate that i like that then i don't like it but i just think it's interesting, interesting. i don't I do want too. to go seek it ew because i well, would never the, and i sure as hell don't ever want to see somebody no in that situation my That'd friend rex he works for the chicago tribune and he was there for timothy mcveigh's um, execution. And that was fascinating to talk to him about because what a strange thing to behold. Yeah. I don't know if I could see somebody, the life go away. Like uh-huh. the moment somebody dies. Yeah. Are you anti-death penalty or pro or what? What's your position? I go back. I don't know. It's a hard one for mm. me. Cause after I watched the, um, uh, Gabriel Fernandez documentary, mm-hmm. I felt very yeah, much like yeah, I think that's a natural feeling. Yeah. It was like hurting a child that I could not comprehend. Oh, I can't even think about it. It'll make me cry. It's well, just the worst. Other scholars, though, said that this allows us to realize that these are human beings. Yeah. And oh, that, yes. you know, they have preferences and desires. And it can't, some people think that it could help be a part of the activism to fight against. Uh, the death penalty yeah. that, you know. Well, we did read for another book club, The Sun Still Rises. That was written by the inmate who was, con- who was on death row for years. How great was that book? So good. That's a, that's a fascinating book. That's also a fast read. People should check that out. It's a mm. great book. Yeah. And was that one of yours that I read? I was wondering that too. I read it. Yeah. So I, I think it, I think it might, might have been. been. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. And, uh, uh, <laughs> So yeah, so that was that was beautiful, and um, he was falsely convicted. Yeah, and so that's when I really am anti when mm-hmm. there is the false, you know, well, where and it's that's, like, and we know that it's racially for uh, sure problematic as well. And so that I'm I'm anti death penalty. Yeah, but I definitely know that feeling yeah. that you're describing. Yeah, because I would never want one innocent person to be executed yeah when you know mm-hmm. so I, I would hate i don't want that but man when i saw what happened in that that looked that little boy it seemed like there was there this ugh. well especially when they aren't sorry not at all yeah i mean and i think that mom 
just got lucky. I mean, I, ugh, blah, 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 I can't even think about yeah. it. It's too, it haunts you. So I wouldn't want to have anything to do with that, nor would I want to have anything to do with making the decisions. I wouldn't want to be a jury member. I wouldn't want, couldn't do it. Could never yeah. make that call. Mm-hmm. Ever. Well, that'll probably get you out of jury duty if you tell them that. I could, that I couldn't fit. I could not possibly make that call. Oh, yeah. Well, if you live, really does honest, California even do that though? They do because the California was the state that the Hernandez case was in, and the boyfriend got sentenced oh, to death. Penalty. He I, got the death penalty. I thought we had eliminated. I thought that. we did too. When I saw that, I couldn't believe it was in California. I mean, I, you know. Huh. Interesting. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Um, but I did also think it was funny that Texas in 2011 abandoned the bespoke uh, last meal for death row inmates after killer Lawrence Russell Brewer placed a vast order, two chicken fried steaks, a pound of barbecue, and so on, and ate none of it. Oh, like my God. Like they were God. just pissed. Like the last fuck you. <laughs> it was like, I'm ordering it. You did all- and so they were like, that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's what puts them over the edge. <laughs> So, okay, that is funny, but you it's know what? It's petty and great, and yeah, I love it. Yeah, I do like that last. Ooh, yeah, that's a real manipulative move. That's funny. Um, Gosh. Any hoodles, anything yeah. else you'd like to add yeah. before we hit the road mm-hmm. here? Well, I'll hit the road. You're staying put in your bunker. <laughs> that is for sure. Yes. I am not leaving the house um, from now on until, yeah, basically until somebody gets their shit together right. and sorts this all out. But I mean, that's not really a stretch. As I said last time, I mean, I don't really go out anyway. It's perfect for you. I've been looking for an excuse to stay What in. a mess. But I'll be here. We'll be creating content. Oh, we've got you entertained. <laughs> yeah, we got you, boo. Yeah. So if you're like hanging out at home, we'll be there with you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.